Hi, I'm David Rothkopf, the CEO of the DSR Network and host of the Deep State Radio podcast. Here at DSR, we have always believed that in a world as complex, fast-moving, and full of risks as ours, we all need access to the best minds. That is why we have created the leading network for expert podcasts on the issues of the day you care about. We go in-depth on politics, the law, national security, foreign policy, intelligence, defense, climate, and new technologies with regular and special guests that are the leading voices in their fields. We also offer daily updates on global news, our DSR Daily, and on a key story of the day through our partnership with the New Republic. That is why over a million times a month, people like you choose to spend time with our hosts and guests. Membership is what supports this, and members get special benefits, including bonus content in virtually all of our podcasts. It's a big deal, and it's a good deal. Our monthly membership price is going to go up for the first time in our history on March 1st. So now is the time you can lock in our founder's rate of just $5 a month. To do so, go to the dsrnetwork.com and click on membership. It's that easy, but don't delay. Today's rates will only be available for a few more weeks. Join us, support us. Go to the dsrnetwork.com right now. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily. I am your host, Riley Fessler, joined by my co-host for today, Chris Cottonoir. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. Excellent. Chris, what do you have for your first story for us today? The United States has proposed a UN Security Council resolution advocating for an immediate temporary ceasefire in the Gaza Strip and cautioning against an Israeli ground offensive in Rafa, the resolution emphasizes the importance of a ceasefire contingent on the release of hostages and the removal of obstacles to humanitarian aid in Gaza. It reflects a significant shift in the U.S. stance, marking the first time the United States has explicitly supported the term ceasefire in the context of the ongoing conflict, despite previous vetoes of resolutions and efforts to protect its ally, Israel, from UN actions. Uh, We'll keep an eye on this story, as I'm sure uh, it will be developing over the course um, of the next day. And hopefully, uh, you know, the resolution has an impact on uh, the hostilities in Gaza. Riley? Yeah, so my story is just kind of an addition to that. um, Just some kind of new reports on the horrific cost of Israel's Actions in Gaza. The UN Children's Agency reports that in northern Gaza, one in six children are acutely malnourished. And, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this report because it kind of goes into more of the deeper effects of, you know, Israel's military operation there. Um, some of the other effects are that um, there's widespread food poverty and lack of clean water. Um, Gaza's entire population is facing a food crisis and aid delivery uh, is still hindered by Israeli road closures and other obstacles. 
uh, 80% of the population of the territory is displaced um, and over 29,000 Palestinians have died. So, you know, it just is important to kind of remember the, the cost of this. We talk about it often on this show, but you can never really lose sight of the fact of how devastating this has been and will continue to be. And, you know, I can't help but wonder if that's why the U.S. kind of has pivoted a little bit and started leading the way on some of these ceasefire charge calls. Chris? Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin uh, has suggested that the initial failure to capture Kiev is actually a strategic advantage, uh, and he's banking on the fact that Western support will continue to wane. Um, we, of course, have been reporting extensively on the bottleneck in terms of the Ukraine funding that's being held up in the House of Representatives by the GOP. Um, but Putin seems to be betting on this fact, despite his um, willingness, I guess, for negotiations. Um, those negotiations would essentially come uh, with conditions that would be advantageous to Russia, including keeping captured territories. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, there won't be negotiations. Um, but in any case, uh, Western support, and especially the support of the United States, is greatly needed in Ukraine at this time. Riley? Well, interesting story. Uh, it's, it seems to be the beginning of the end of Julian Assange's long, long legal battles, uh, which date back to 2010. Um, he is facing U.S. charges under the Espionage Act for publishing classified documents leaked by Chelsea Manning, which could result in a sentence of up to 175 years. Um, so as I referenced, his legal battles go back all the way to 2010. Uh, he previously sought refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy in London to avoid extradition to Sweden on other charges, uh, which were later dropped. And then he was arrested in 2019 after being evicted from the embassy. The UK initially denied his extradition due to suicide risk, but that was overturned. And then if this final appeal in the UK is denied from Assange's team, he could be extradited to the US, although his lawyers are planning to challenge this in the European Court of Human Rights. Um, so this is just a wild story. I mean, it's hard to believe this has been going back to 2010, um, but it seems like it's kind of finally the end of the road. He seems like he's run out of options. Um, so it's just you know, it really depends how you feel about Julian Assange. Uh, he's certainly a controversial figure, um, but it seems like there might be a resolution to his story soon, uh, for better or for worse. Chris? Alexei Navalny's family has been informed that his body will be kept for an additional two weeks uh, for a chemical analysis, though his widow uh, has suggested that not only was Navalny murdered by or at the request of President Vladimir Putin, um, but they're keeping his body for these two weeks to allow chemicals to dissipate so that they can't necessarily uh, ascertain what his actual cause of death was. Um, again, a story that we're continuing to follow as, uh, as it does seem like. Um, <clears throat> there are some suspicious uh, circumstances surrounding, including the fact that they reported 
that Navalny died after deciding to go for a walk and then essentially just dropped dead. Um, you know, we'll continue, of course, to follow the story, uh, analyzing the, um, you know, the war in Ukraine as well as Israel in our podcasts later this week. Well, an interesting story I saw on BBC is a report about the former Wagner Group's operations in Africa, which this is kind of a big question mark after, of course, Yevgeny Prigozhin was totally not assassinated in that plane crash. And uh, given that kind of the Wagners had a big presence in, in West Africa, specifically in countries that are led by military juntas, um, but we now kind of know what happened. Uh, it's now managed by the Russian Expeditionary Corps under uh, a general that was accused of the Novichok attack on Sergei Skripal. So we kind of know that now they are offering African governments, quote, a regime survival package in exchange for access to their natural resources, uh, which is a kind of fancy way of saying they're offering protection for military juntas to stay in power in exchange for kind of the natural resources, which include gold, uranium, and lithium. Um, so I just thought this was kind of interesting to highlight. Uh, it shows that even though Wagner is kind of gone uh, in name, uh, it's basically just been ab absorbed by the GRU, especially in West, in West Africa. But it's kind of important to note that <laughs> that malign influence is certainly not gone. It's just now even more directly under the fold of the Russian central government. So it's an interesting story. I encourage everyone to read that article. Um, but yeah, Chris, anything else you have for us today? Nope, that's all I got today. All right, same for me. So until next time, everyone, we do have an above average intelligence today. Um, so stay tuned for that. We had another daily blast this morning. So I encourage everyone to give that a listen. And then we will be back every day for the rest of the week. So until then, See you later.